I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the All Buy the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which was just put up on Hulu so I could actually watch it. Yes, we were waiting. For some reason, I was able to watch it before Alessandra, which never happens. Uh, The reason being that I was in Thailand for two weeks, and that was the time that it was in New York City. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) So we couldn't watch it then. (laughs) Right, and then uh, and then it eventually made its way to uh, to California. So that's when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, luckily, my coworkers really wanted to watch it as well. So the second we saw it, we're like, "Let's go, let's go." Um, and then yes, it was on Hulu. So I watched it again. Um, so uh, I'm ready to talk about this movie. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm glad that you watched it again. Um, I literally just uh, watched it with a glass of Bordeaux. Um, definitely the way to go with with a french period drama lesbian movie love it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so uh first thing i have to say about this movie is that i think the reason it won best screenplay at the festival uh the Cannes festival this last year was because of this very specific quote which is do all lovers feel like they're inventing something um, mm, hmm I'm pretty sure yes. one just because of that one line. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, there were, um, I wouldn't say there was particularly a lot of stuff being said, because I felt like a lot of the movie was, you know, gazing, observing, staring, uh, which I loved. I loved just, like, watching everything happening in this film, like, her painting, her mm-hmm. looking, um, of, like pretty much seeing through her eyes, looking at, um, Eloise, mm-hmm. and as if, as if we were Marianne, like, looking at her, mm-hmm. and, um, and it just was gorgeous, but I, I really did, like, when they did have little conversations here and there, um, it was, it was really great what they said. I really liked, I really liked the screenplay a lot, so yeah. I liked I, it, uh, too. I totally agree. Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. Um, I did notice, first thing I noticed really was that there's no music in this movie. Um, none. No, none at all, which is, it's all diegetic sound. It's all sounds that come from the environment or people singing or a piano. Um, and that's it. Like, it's it's a very, like, uh, I really felt like we were on this island, too, you know? Yeah, it felt very natural, realistic, real, um, gorgeous. Like, I also loved a lot of the natural light that was being used, sunlight, candlelight, mm-hmm. um, really gorgeous. I also loved the set. Like, we didn't really see a lot of this house, um, 
but of the rooms that we were in, they seemed very particularly set up. I mean, we never saw Eloise's room. It was always in Marianne's room or the kitchen mm-hmm. or outside mm-hmm. um, or in um, the mother's kind of like study or, you know, her the parlor room. Um, but I really liked... I don't know. I, I watching it a second time. I was really trying to take in a lot of the background and stuff, um, and kind of take in a bit more than the first time watching it. Um, and I really liked, you know, all the dings in the walls and you know, kind of how dingy the the kitchen looked, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just like a lot of the character that this house had. I mean, the house seemed old. It seemed very lived and it seemed loved, but it also seemed very like desolate and isolating and very boring. Yeah. I could feel that we were in this this time, in this 18th century, like, plight of these women. Um, It was a very realistic view of women in this time and just a comfortable, like, watching the daily life of these women and watching the daily life of even the maid. um, I really love that they captured that, especially... In the scene where the maid is getting an abortion and then there's like a baby lying next to her and she's like, she's like thinking about not having a baby and actively not having a baby and then there's like a baby right there. And then later that night they, they, they paint her, you know, it's like they paint that scene again. Marianne does, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I wanted, uh, watching it a second time, um, I thought that that scene reminded me a lot of Roma, mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. you know, she, it's, it's a very emotional <clears throat> process, obviously, getting an abortion, and, uh, you know, it's painful, it's emotional, um, and in Roma, it was kind of similar, where, like, you know, she, we kind of went through the entire movie thinking that she wanted this child, but then she didn't, and... And she was kind of happy that the baby was gone. Mm -hmm. Um, But that didn't mean that, that doesn't mean that she wasn't still worried about what happened. Like, she was going to go through with having the child anyway. Yeah. Um, And when, you know, she knows, when she finds out that it, you know, it died, um, it's very emotional and it's very sad. Yeah, it's... So that kind of, like, made me think of that. It it does make me think of Roma because of the fact that it is about a woman or women. I mean, this entire movie basically has just women in it. There's hardly any men in it. Um, True. It, it's co- it's quite a, like, desirous view of women, but also just, like, a common view of, of beautiful women and women in, in domestic states or men, women in maid, you know, being maids. It's it's really quite amazing because we don't have a lot of movies about, about this, you know? <laughs> like... I think the, yeah. the director did a wonderful job. Yeah, exactly. And going off of what you said about the movie having pretty much no male characters in it, but, like, that presence of, ma- of like, the male is still there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. that she's going to be married off to a man. Yeah. And, you know, the world is run by men. Like, she talks about being a painter and how she can't even paint men in the nude because that's just not allowed and men don't want women painters to be great and she can't even put her own name on her own painting she has to put her father's name yeah so even though you know this movie seems you know very woman focused and very women centered there's always the air of 
of men still being there, still looming. Mm -hmm. And their thoughts and and how they change you, which is why it was so impactful to bring in the the tale of Orpheus and Eurydice. um, And then to to have that paralleled at the end of the movie when she looks back at her. um, Because uh, Eurydice is completely within the power of a man. Um, Orpheus's love for her and, and his choice to doom her to hell again after he looks back at her is completely because a man is ruling a woman and so I really enjoyed that they were like really invested in that story and that it paralleled at the end I mean it was it was incredible yeah because in a way like her looking back I mean Eloise was was doomed to Mm -hmm. a life that she didn't really want anyway but having that parallel of that story with these two women um it it was very effective. It was very, uh, very, um, I don't even know how to say it. Like, like, effective. What's the word? Like, what's stronger than effective? <laughs> um, passionate. It was passionate. Yeah. It was, like, it was very, it was very clear great. and very wonderful, their relationship. Like, it was a very believable relationship. Um, and I think it's partly, you know, mostly because of the direction and the, the entire the like the the direction and the the action or the actresses performances that honestly are like some of the best performances and i'm honestly surprised that neither of them got nominated for oscars last year i'm really sad that we didn't put this in our oscar like snubs list because truly it i don't know what was going on but why didn't anything come out of this it's really sad (laughs) Yeah, I mean, go ahead and just add it to the list of snubs. I mean, we we obviously didn't add it because we hadn't seen it yet yeah. by the time the Oscars came out, um, which is sad because we definitely would have added it, like, completely. Um, and, yeah, I, these two women, these two actresses had amazing chemistry, and I just love, I just want to talk about, like, Marianne and her, like, eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, she had... Beautiful such eyes. a great she's gorgeous gorgeous lady gorgeous women like just the way that she would look at Eloise and the way that she would observe her because again you yeah. know she's there to paint her so she really needs to take in take in her face every day she's mm-hmm. she's painting this portrait of a woman who won't pose for her mm-hmm. and so she really has to take in these images of this woman every day um who at first doesn't really like to be looked at. Like it's very difficult for her. But when yeah. whenever she gets a whenever she gets a glimpse, she she takes it as if it's the last time she's gonna see her. And <laughs> yeah. and then she has to like memorize that for the evening when she starts painting. Like the first part of this movie is very humorous because yes. she's just she's like staring when they at go her. on their first yeah, when they first go on their walk together, like Marianne keeps looking at her and then she like looks over and she looks away and then they look over and it's just very funny. Um and, uh, and, uh, I mean, having these two get to know each other was really great as well. You know, um, I'm a sucker for, for really great character development. And this was, <laughs> yeah, this was beautiful in more ways than one. Like you'd learned about Eloise from Marianne painting her as mm-hmm. well. Like mm-hmm. even though there was really not much dialogue, yeah, you really saw uh, between the two portraits that we get. Yes. Marianne makes two portraits. Um, the first one you know, doesn't, doesn't have very much life. You know, she's really just kind of going off of looks and just trying to get the, the essence Mm -hmm. of Eloise down. Because again, it's just a job. 
she's trying to get this portrait done so she can get off this island and get back to wherever she's doing. Yeah. Um, and, but it was really great seeing just how different both these portraits were at the very end. I would have loved to have seen them like side by side <laughs> just because I wanted to look at them both. Cause yeah. Watching it again, I was able to get a good view of both of them. Like, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, this one, the first one looked not as good. Like she had no lines to her face. Mm-hmm. She had no expression really. Well, she was she, smiling like, in the first one and then the second one she's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even in the second one, the more you looked at it, I, f- I found myself looking at the second portrait and seeing her smile or seeing her not smile. Like it kind of changed. It's like, the Mona the Lisa portrait. smile. Yes, had like, had a lot of life in it. And it just seemed like she had a different expression every time you looked at it. Yeah, I I definitely love the way that, um, uh, that Marianne was looking at Eloise. And Eloise definitely, I mean, both of these women, we are, the female gaze is, is us as well. We are women looking at women too. And so I think that that has a different kind of presence with us, you know, uh, in terms of like the way that the director wanted to portray these women, I feel like we especially are the the target for this this woman to the director. Um, what she really wants is people like us to watch this movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw the director. Um, she's made a lot of other movies. Celine Chiama. Um, she also made this one with uh, Adele Hanel, who plays. Eloise, um, called Water Lilies that I never watched, but it was on Netflix for, like, years, so I definitely want to watch it now. I wonder if it's still on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's another, yeah. like, lesbian or some, something related to that, um, because the director seems to be making movies about women, um, and that's, like, honestly, it's not even just, to me, like, it is a, it's a, female forward movie and it is like a lesbian movie but to me it's like again like the same way that call me very name like transcends that to me like this is a movie about two lovers who know that they're doomed but they they still love each other anyway and it's it it's really like wonderful and it doesn't even have to be between like two women you know it just has that kind of vibe of like just eternal love you know yeah i was definitely gonna bring up Call me by your name. So I'm really glad you did because I'm not surprised that you did. But I was getting real <laughs> call me by your name vibes, especially you know when they're laying in bed and they're kind of yeah. saying like, "Oh, we wasted, we wasted, we wasted so, so much time." time. I, like, yeah, like I, we could have. <laughs> that's the same. <laughs> we could have gotten to know each other a lot faster. Like, because mm-hmm. you know, for the first couple days, Eloise wouldn't even talk to her. Like, she yeah. just she knew that she was there just to observe her and make sure she didn't jump off the cliff like her sister did. Yeah. Um. And, um, and yeah, and just kind of seeing how, and watching it again, I tried to kind of see where, you know, things kind of clicked because they kind of talk about that. They say, you know, do you know when was the first time I wanted to kiss you? And they're like trying to figure it out. Yeah. It was very similar to Call Me By Your Name. (laughs) Yeah. Very similar. Very, very similar. Yeah. That conversation. But just as sweet, just as wonderful. And, and the connection between the girls was remarkable. Yes, just completely beautiful. I just, I I love I love when relationships are very well written because again, this yeah. can like you said, this can be written between a woman and a woman, a man and a man, anyone, and just as long as it's written well and the characters have chemistry, it can 
can really be written for anyone. Yeah, and I, I was, uh, you know, a lot of um, queer romances on screen um, have a very sad ending. Um, usually someone kills themselves or they, they don't end up together a lot of the times. Um, and in this movie, I f was fully expecting, um, Eloise to jump off a cliff or swim out into the ocean and never come back. Um, but it, the way that her character was going, it didn't end up actually, um, developing that for her. Like, she definitely didn't have that need to die like her sister did. Um, even though she was really unhappy with the fact that she was going to marry someone. I think she just, she might have, if she didn't ever meet Marianne, um, she might have gone to that path. But because she met Marianne, she, she kind of had another purpose to live, it seems, you know. Yeah, which Eloise definitely seemed like she I mean she had a lot of hobbies you know there's really not much you could do back during this time I mean clearly not she, you know, lots of downtime she, lots of silence <laughs> yes so she had her hobbies um she kind of had an idea of how she wanted to live her life of course you know getting married to someone she didn't know was not on on it but you know there were things that really got her through the day um music and reading and and, you know, her lack of, her lack of, like, traveling. I mean, she really seems like she wants to go out and see the world and being married to a rich, um, what they say? Milanese. Mil Milanese man mm -hmm. can really help with that. And you know what? I was kind of hoping that this would turn into, like, kind of like a drama, like a scandal, because, you know, rich people need portraits taken all the time. Yeah. So, like, you yeah. know, they could have just hired Marianne for another portrait. That's what I was thinking. And I'm wondering. Could have had a little side thing. I'm wondering why they didn't have that conversation. And they kind of had a conversation about her wanting to, like, the one where um, Eloise gets really uh, emotional while talking to her. And then they kind of have that little fight. And then Marianne runs after her on the beach. But um, I thought maybe they would discuss what would happen when she does become... Uh, this merchant's wife. I just think that they decided that it, off screen that they just wouldn't do that because it would be too painful for them. Like, I feel like it would just be hard for them to leave each other if they had to do that all the time, you know? And it would just. Yeah, it would be knowing that too you hard. Just didn't truly have someone mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. at, at this moment they truly had each other and they can cherish this moment. I mean, we see later on when she sees a portrait taken of her um, in a gallery, mm -hmm. gallery viewing, where she is also portraying her, her portrait of, what were the names again? Orpheus and Eurydice. Yes, yeah, so she's there to show her portrait or her painting, and then she sees a portrait of Eloise there with, with a child. She's obviously married and has child, a child now. Mm -hmm. And um, the cute little picture that... Marianne uh, drew for her in her book on page 28 was yes. in the portrait. So I loved that so much. They're still thinking of each other. This, you know, the experience they had together will always be cherished. It will never be forgotten. And, you know, that you can, you can hold on to that. I mean, even though it's a little sad to think about, you can at least hold on to something. Yeah, and the end was very impactful just playing that, I guess it was Beethoven or something, just like in the background um, while Eloise is watching orchestra play. And who knows if she'd ever seen an orchestra play before, but she was extremely moved by the, the music. And again, we have that 
female gaze um watching a very long cry scene much mm-hmm. like call me by your name yeah <laughs> so many end. parallels and it was so very many. similar because that started off with her being really upset and she's sad yeah. and then as she's listening she gets a little bit more happy and she's crying and she's smiling and that's it's exactly the same it's like i'm not it's saying exactly the, it's exactly <laughs> like to me exactly like to me there there's a lot of parallels i think but it's in a sense uh it, there's there there there's parallels, but not necessarily the same kind of feeling. I think with Call Me by Your Name, I think for that movie because the music has such an impactful, um, and the pacing is a lot quicker in Call Me by Your Name than it is in this movie. Um, so it definitely has a different kind of vibe in general. But there are some parallels for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And and yeah, in terms of pacing. Come by your name might be a little bit faster, but they seem. I mean, watching it a second time, this movie went by pretty quick. I was uh-huh. even like going back and like rewatching some some scenes mm-hmm. um, of them talking. Like I I rewatched uh, this the first the first portrait reveal where she's like, "You think this looks like me? Uh-huh. Like I can't believe that you, a painter, think that this looks like me." Yeah, and it's just and it's yeah, it's crazy. Like, Eloise seems like such a such a like negative spirit almost like she like i don't know i was almost thinking of her like she she poisoned the first painter to yeah. to to remove her face from the par- from the portrait uh-huh. as if she'd like you know bewitched him or you know done something to make him yeah. hate his own art yeah and and then she does the same thing with with Marianne um yeah like making her just like want to destroy her own art and uh and really put shame to her as an artist. She's like, you call yourself a painter? Like, this is... Like, what did she got to work with? Nothing. You didn't pose. I think because <laughs> she has such an arresting um, presence, Eloise. Like, everyone yeah. who is surrounded by her craves her attention and approval. And it seems that especially Marianne, because she's in love with her, uh, craves her approval and wants her to love her, you know, just as much as anyone else including the mom. And so, you know, it's it's the same idea that you're watching her and you're like, oh, we care so much about what she thinks because of X, Y, and Z, right? She's she's an incredible presence and um, it may seem negative, but you're like, for some reason you're drawn to her and you're like, well, we really care about what you think, you know? Right. And, and if we really want Eloise to get married to this man, we we might want her to be happy with the portrait that's taken of her in the least, in the very least. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the only say she's got. Let's make sure she likes the portrait. Yeah. I think the director, this is kind of random, but I noticed the director's last name is Shyama, which I think is, is the word for, um, monkey. I'm going to look it up. Cause remember we were in Italy and there's that song about the, um, the monkey, Okay. What about the monkey? Uh, Occidentally's Karma, that guy's last name was Shimia. I wonder if it's like the same. Huh. I guess not. I just want to (laughs) know. It's very similar. It sounds like it. Mm hmm. But it's a pretty, it's a very beautiful last name. Yes. Um, A couple of things I also wanted to touch on were like the. I don't know, almost like the metaphors or like the, the, 
I don't know, the very interesting, you know, like, ghost Eloise mm-hmm. uh, in her wedding dress yeah. that Marianne kept, Marianne kept seeing. Um, it almost seemed like she had these almost, like, not prophecies, but, like, these, these like, foreshadowing events where... Um, when she's looking at the first portrait that the uh, that the previous painter had made, and she's going over it with the with the with the candle to kind of look at it and and inspect it, mm-hmm. um, it catches on fire, basically where her heart would be. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it just starts like burning. Um, it like catches really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if the flame was particularly close to the canvas, um, or and it was just an accident, but it seemed like it caught specifically in this one area, which happened to be her heart. Um, it's weird that you say and, that, because I was just looking up the word chiama, and yeah. it, in Arabic, it comes from the word chama, which means wax or candle maker. Oh. Candles. Lots of candles in this movie. Lots of candles. Lots of candles and fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so we think that that's, I mean, this clearly symbolism with uh, the... Uh, kind of in the white gown disappearing into the the blackness like it does in Orpheus and Eurydice the fire so what are we seeing with the fire here what were, what were you thinking since you've seen it twice I was maybe taking it as like a as like a specific part of Eloise's character like just her as a being mm-hmm. she's very uh she's very fiery she's very passionate she's very uh stubborn mm-hmm. um and then later on, she's also very straight faced. Like later on, when oh, she yeah. was at the, what was that that they were at with the with the singing ladies and the abortion lady? It was like a yeah. fire party. It was like, like a, a campfire gathering. Yeah, like some kind yeah. of feast. I think is what they said. And we have that very intense scene of Eloise, like kind of like behind the the, flames. the fire, yes, the, the, the flames looking at Marianne, and then as she walks away, the bottom of her dress is also on fire, mm-hmm. and that's where, uh, in the very beginning of the movie, Marianne is teaching a class, and one of the students had pulled out a painting of hers, and it was of Eloise with the her bottom of her dress on fire, and that's kind of what brings this whole memory up, because it's just kind of like thinking back on this experience, mm-hmm. um, and... She just seemed like like not a care in the world, like with her dress being on fire. And then they kind of come over and kind of push her over. What happened? Sorry, I uh, I got a little bit disconnected there. I am back. Oh, oh, I I kept on talking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry, I was just going on a rant. <laughs> I, I know. I I figured you were, and then I didn't want to distract you by. Uh, I think- Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but I was—I got to the part where you know when when she looks down and her dress is on fire, she doesn't seem to have a care in the world. Like she just she just looks at it. She's like, "Oh, my dress is going up in flames." And then people kind of come over with a blanket and kind of push her over, and she does a very like I don't know. It seemed like a dramatic like princess fall like onto her bed. Oh my god! They like, like jump on her. Yeah, they do, and. Uh, and it's just very, uh, very intriguing little scenes where it seems like they're not quite happening the way you think they're happening. I don't know. It's like, it seems like almost mystical or like something supernatural is happening during this time, too, especially Plus, with the ghost Eloise and the wedding dress. And, scenes and that too. song, I mean, that was just like an incredibly, like, 
haunting song that all those women are singing. (laughs) The way it starts with them just all like very low humming was terrifying. Yeah. And then it, it turns into this very beautiful, like uplifting song. Which like, yeah, again, like with the, I feel like, again, I'm just comparing it to Call Me By Your Name, but she plays the piano with her, and she starts to play that song that's like, she's like, what song is this? And she's playing it on the, the piano, and then she's like, oh, it's kind of an uplifting song, and then she goes on this, like, it's kind of really intense, you know, she, like, does this very intense playing, um, it yeah, just... she goes, there's a storm coming, and then she starts it. And she's like, like, and the then bugs... all of the, the bugs are, like, feeling the storm coming. And, yeah. and it's it, again, really reminded me of Call Me By Your Name, because that's kind of the way that uh, Timmy, Elio reacts with Oliver. Uh, they they kind of bond over the music, too. And it, it's, it's just, you know, like, I guess that's how that works. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, I I you, I'm really pulling all these things together now. I mean, I di- I didn't really even think about it because I've only had literally a half an hour since I finished this movie, um, to think about it and like kind of process what's going on. Um, right? Yeah. Normally we have like a day to kind of process things or a couple days, but uh, no, we were like, let's just get let's just watch watch it and do it now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm really glad I saw it, and I'm really sorry that I didn't get to see it in theaters, but it, it totally worked out for us. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I'm just glad that we were able to watch it, and now it's on Hulu, so we can encourage other people to watch it, because it truly is phenomenal. Completely snubbed. Let's just, taking it back to the to the Oscar Theories podcast. Yeah. It's snubbed. I'm adding it to the list for officially. It's snubbed. Yeah. Um, I tweeted when I was watching it, I said, fun fact, when you watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire, a glass of Bordeaux magically appears in your hand. Try it. Hashtag Hulu. <laughs> Ooh, so maybe people will watch it. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, um, I fortunately did not have any red wine in the house, so uh, I just I drank it with tea. <laughs> That's good too. Um, uh, do we have much more to talk about this? No, I Let's think uh, I think we've really touched on a lot of parts of this movie. I think it's uh, you know I will continue to think about it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, could we put the? Is there any? Do we have any? Oh, here we uh, go. We got some plot keywords yeah, plot here. Plot keywords. I'm looking. Oh goodness! All right, here we go. Whoop. Uh, the plot keywords for Portrait of a Lady on Fire are lesbian kiss, female nudity, lesbian relationship, nudity, bare breasts. My goodness, that's like, not more what the movie this story. is about. <laughs> that's not. That's not. It at all. Oh, I'm wow, surprised abortion wasn't is... in the top ones either. Oh, yeah, that should have been, like, front and center. <laughs> abortion. <laughs> I also really liked they added kind of, like, the little the little kitchen maid story, because, you know, her. it's... She was great. Not, not much is happening, and these, like, these, you know, abortion scenes, you know, her, them going to pick the plants to brew, and then her to basically pass out. She, like, cooked this stuff. Yeah. And it made her pass out while she was hanging yeah. on the ceiling She was, something. like, holding herself up or something. And I think, like, and it, the part where they had her running back and forth on the sand, um, just to, like, exhaust her, so she would, like, try to get an abortion that way, or, you know, eat the yeah, drink that or, they, I was just like, oh my god, like. I can't even I I can't even imagine these poor women and what they have to do for this shit. Like it's it's just horrible. It's just horrible. 
And I don't even want to know what that lady had to do to to abort that baby. I mean, she had to go like, up in there. She had some she had some sludgy plant stuff that she was doing something with, and she probably had a poker. I don't even know. I don't know what she was doing. And then, but it but, looked but painful. Like, she was not letting her. Um, like Eloise was like, "Watch Marianne. Like, watch her do this. This is, you know, uh, this is a this is a picture of of reality. A picture of life." For women, yeah, of of what, yeah, of what women have to do, um, mm-hmm. quite frequently. Yeah, I mean, it was enough to get like established in in this society. So, um, you know, it it is interesting, and I'm glad that they they definitely familiarized us with with what women during this time had to do. Um, and it definitely yeah, makes they even me had like cramps in there. They had oh like, yeah, some... she was like. She was like, oh, my God. She, like, woke up in the middle of the night, like, oh, cramps. You know, like, and then she has to go put a hot, like, a hot pack Some on hot, her. Hot cherry stones. <laughs> hot cherry stones on her, on her, on her organs. And you and I are watching it, and we're like, oh, feel ya, girl. Feel ya. Isn't you know? that the worst? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why I think, like, this movie. Hashtag relatable. <laughs> my God. Am I right? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. One of the things on here is women with armpit hair. Why is that a plot keyword? Well, they had a whole scene of them, like, that's, like, part of their sexual, like, drive is they kind of have, like, a nice, like, armpit. I I guess that's, like, a sensitive spot for them. Um, And they, like, involve that. Well, yeah, they... they were putting on, um, they were putting on, like, a drug. Like, they, she had gotten some sort of oh, plant paste that from sense. the, from the campfire party. Uh-huh. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that makes it way more fun. I thought they were from, just. From her dealer. That yeah, was their from thing, her dealer you know, across like, the plains. That's what lesbians yeah. do. They, they have armpit sex. Yeah, they sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> Is that how they do it? I, oh, that's a, Oh. Oh well, yeah. Oh well, but yeah, no. They were they were rubbing the the the, the oil or whatever the, the paste the the plant drug paste. That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Armpit. That makes a lot more yeah. sense for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, other than those very uh, very specific things that we noted, uh, it's a very fantastic movie. Oh yeah, highly, highly recommend. So uh, highly clearly, recommend. other people recommend it. Should we get to the meta score? Oh, hell yeah. Let's see. So, this has a 95 Metascore, which... Oh, shit. Because... <laughs> I agree. Like, damn great fucking movie. So, I, I agree it should get a 95. Um, It, it really is a wonderful, beautiful por- portrait of a lady on fire. Um, And, a, and an incredible exactly. film. Exactly. what it is. Yeah. And, and so... I, I just got two read, ladies on fire. I'm going to read this Guardian one. It's very nice and concise. It says, a superbly elegant, enigmatic drama. I was on the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah. I, f- I felt like I was, too. Like, what? Like when they were getting very tense and very close, I oh. was like, oh, they go, oh, they go, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I know. They... I was, like, waiting for it. I was like, I wanted to push their faces together. Like, okay, you're so close. Just please. I texted my boyfriend. I was like, these two need to just make out already. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Uh, the rap gave it a 90. Uh, visually ravishing, piercingly intelligent, treatise, 
Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. On art. Um, agency and queer love in the 18th century. Love it. Love it. Um, I'll read this. The, Ooh, uh, this one. This one talks about a, another movie that maybe we should probably watch. The piano. Uh, yeah. Yes, I've seen that. Oh, <laughs> um, I need to watch that. Okay. <laughs> Was well, it bad? No, it's very good. That's the one okay. where um, uh, what's her name? The piano. Uh, Anna Paquin won best at, uh, supporting actress for when she was like nine. Oh, oh shit! Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So. Okay. We could judge little baby Anna Paquin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I didn't read it, but it just it references another movie that I hadn't seen. But uh, but they didn't. Did they like it? Cineview gave it an eighty. Not since Jane Campions. Champion. The piano. I, I think it's. I think it's. Is it Jane. missing an H? I, I thought I thought it was, but maybe it's not. There is no H in there. It says Campion. Oh, it is Campion. It is. It is. Com- it is Campion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the piano has a costume drama present. What? The piano has a costume drama presented. Such whoa! I cannot read this. <laughs> uh, this is, is not this written weird. This is this is, is this written. This weird? is definitely written very weird, but. Never has a costume drama presented such a gorgeous view of love from a woman's point of view. There there we go. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Jane Campion made Bright Star, which I know that you've seen. Oh, I love Bright Star. Me too. So maybe we should watch the piano, get in on Bright Star again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So uh, that was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. We good with the Metascore? I think I'm good. All right. Well, geez, we wrap that up. 37 minutes. <laughs> um, but we do have something else to share with you all. Yay! We are going to uh, start a new series. I know we have too many, so we really shouldn't be starting anymore. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> so... This is our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. But yeah, exactly. Um, until, you know, people actually talk to us and tell us otherwise. But, um, you know, in lieu of you know, uh, encouraging that people stay indoors. Uh, and also, you know, theaters are closing down for right, right now. Can't really see any new movies. Mm-hmm. We're kind of going to resort to watching some oldies, oldies, but goodies, maybe some oldies, but baddies. We're going <laughs> to figure that out. Yep. We, um, we a lot a of these are going to be, <laughs> yes, we made a, we're calling it the, <laughs> the quarantine movie roulette wheel. <laughs> Um, we've collected a lot of, uh, a couple genres, you know, 80s, uh, end of the world, musical, period, war, uh, action adventure, you know, stuff like that. We just collected a couple movies from a bunch of different genres, and we're gonna pick a couple every couple of weeks, put them on a wheel, and, uh, spin it and see what movie we have to watch next. Uh, some of them might be really good, some of them might be really bad. A lot of these we have not seen, mm-hmm. um, just, just kind of went off of, articles and metascores and forums and just lists made by people Mm -hmm. so we have no idea Uh, we have seen a couple of these i had to put on a couple just for nostalgia sake but if we get to that one we'll definitely tell you if we've seen it before Mm -hmm. um but yeah so for the first wheel that we've created we put six movies on it and the three genres we kind of went with were end of the world slash apocalypse romance 
and comedy. We thought those were kind of like a little all over the place. <laughs> They're um, pretty all it'll over be the fun. place. <laughs> <laughs> pretty really all over the place. Yeah. Um, and we're going to spin this wheel for the first time and see what movie we're going to watch to start off this quarantine movie roulette wheel. I'm so, so excited. It's, I'm just really scared. There's something on here that I do not want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, spin it, dude. Spin it. Uh, should we say what movies are on it first? Oh, yes. Go ahead. All right, so we've got uh, Being John Malkovich, Independence Day, Pump Up the Volume from 1990 with Christian Slater, <laughs> While You Were Sleeping, San Andreas, and Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, boy. Here it goes. So these are the six movies that we have to choose from, right? Well, not choose, but uh, we'll be randomly chosen. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live record this. Oh, no, I forgot how to do this. Sorry, stick with me here. Stick with okay. me here. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with you. Oh, oh crap. Um. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I, I might need to turn the volume up. Okay. Uh, we're gonna post. We're gonna post this little video uh, of what we of what we rolled. You're gonna hear it live right now, but we're gonna post a little video so you could see this pretty wheel I made. Yay! All right, I'm gonna start recording. I'm so bad at this. It's okay. All right, here we go. Spin, spin the wheel. <laughs> no one's judging you. It's fine. Everyone's judging. Let's go. Just everyone. It's going, it's going, it's going. Oh, God, please don't pick what I want. Okay, okay, okay? Okay, what is it? While you were sleeping! Ooh, a rom-com! Okay, so we're going to do that one next. It's going to be really fun. Um, If you have any suggestions for movies to add to our roulette wheel, let us know. We might have it on here already, or we might... uh, We'll be we'll be needing future movies if this quarantine happens much longer. So we're just gonna just know. do a lot of these. It's gonna be really fun. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so many movies I have not seen, and I'm excited to jump into this adventure with you, Alessandra. Me too, man. Me too. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, you can leave a comment on uh, SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search "All by the Popcorn" and follow or like our page. Um, if you Want to rate and review this little show we have here? It really helps others find us. Uh, mm-hmm. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And uh, if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, much like this quarantine movie roulette wheel, yeah. um, please follow our social media. We try our best to post, but quite frankly, we're terrible at it. So uh, you can follow Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast. And uh, Facebook again. And if you have suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we have merch, so check that out on our Instagram. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Yep, check check out our merch. Check out Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Check it all out. Goodbye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 